0: The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut, First try. Why so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of my pump in the morning. I'm a freaking
1: pump! I'm gonna drinking green tea all goddamn day. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this.
2: Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast, presented by GD4GD. I'm Tate. Alongside me, as always, Jacob. Hello. And our no longer anonymous third co-host.
1: That's me, Sage.
2: I almost said weird. that I'm. I almost said that I'm Jacob. Yeah, I, I wanted you to. You might
1: have when I sent that over. I
2: really wanted to. Um, this
1: is weird. So I've had a very long two days. Uh, the day we're recording this Wednesday before this episode comes out. Um, on Tuesday, worked all day. Went into the office. I work from home. Went into the office to record my radio show. By the way, if you would ever, if you like old country music, you can listen to these dulcet tones on one Oh three, three, the range. You can download the one Oh three, three, the range app by searching one Oh three, three, the range at the Apple app store or Google, or Google Google play store, or you can go to one Oh three, three, the range.com and listen live.
2: Nice plug. Um,
1: yeah. Not bad. Huh? Um, and then today of the, the day of recording this, we had our f- annual feed the troops food drive where we collect, uh, Thanksgiving stuff to feed the troops over this holiday season. Um, very hectic. So, Tuesday, got to the office, recorded my show, running around with like with my head cut off because there was so much shit to do. Today, we got out there at 7, so I got up at 6, um, and I was on my feet for like 10 straight hours. Um, not only was I waving signs and waving at people, but I also had to be on air from one o'clock until five only four hours but it takes a lot out of you especially this windy state of wyoming um which is why i've got my sexy voice going on this is not a filter um nor am i doing anything to change my voice uh yeah so sexy I have, voice sounds good I've, I've, I've given the role of host for this episode to tate who knows maybe going forward um each God episode of our picks will be hosted by the person that picks the movie oh yeah yeah um, Something we might try to test out a little bit. Ooh, if yeah. Everybody hates it. I'll go back to doing it. But for today, I've I've given the reins over to Tate for this episode.
2: Yeah. I got the reins, baby. You know what that means? It means we are brought to you by GD for GD. Head over to GD4GD.com and buy some dope gear. Because ten dollars of every sale gets donated to their nonprofit partner, which is currently the Pink Agenda. The Pink Agenda is a nonprofit focused on raising money for breast cancer research it's an awesome cause and breast cancer should be so- supported more than just October.
1: So breast cancer research should be supported.
2: Correct. <laughs> so yeah, it was,
1: I, I, I would like to make a blanket statement and say this podcast is against breast cancer.
2: We are. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say vehemently. Yeah. Breast cancer, boo, breast cancer research. Yay.
1: Go away. Breast cancer. Um, continue. You're going to say I like something. breasts.
2: Um, It was my movie pick this week, and I kind of got a little weird with it. I kind of went somewhere where I had no idea where I was going to pick and no idea what I was going to pick, and I don't know where this pick really came from, Um, but we are watching The Color of Money, and by I mean we are watching, we already did watch. Um, We are just doing this intro and then going to do the post review.
1: Um, Not surprising. Tate picked a movie that is a sequel without knowing (laughs) there was a prequel to it. (laughs) Um, it. This is a sequel of 1961's The Hustler, also starring Paul Newman. Um, And in the Paul Newman role from this movie was Jackie Gleason. Um, I am excited to watch that. The prequel to this movie. Um, I love Paul Newman. Um, This is the first old Paul Newman movie I've seen um, besides cars. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose you could call this a pick. For you, this is an off the wall pick. This felt like a Sage pick. Um, it felt whoa. like a Sage or Jacob pick because it got whoa. me. Whoa! Whoa! But I'm just showing I mean, you. I'm showing you my range, baby. A late '80s Martin Scorsese movie definitely feels like me or Sage over Tate.
2: Oh yeah, but I'm just I'm I'm showing you guys. I can I can play your cards too.
1: Weird thing.
3: I don't really like Martin Scorsese movies going into this, so.
2: What are three other Martin Scorsese movies? Help me.
1: Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Shutter Island. Oh, Um, God. Raging Bull, Taxi Driver. He's
2: insanely great. I love him.
1: Um, Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Lots of people's number one movie of all time, Goodfellas. Yeah. A little Um,
2: overrated, but still really good. All right, yeah. Scorsese's a baller. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Crazy that you didn't know any other Scorsese movies. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I couldn't. Did you think it. this was just
1: like some indie guy?
2: No, I I mean I knew the name Scorsese, but I could not I like right off the top of my head, I could not name a movie that he did.
3: Yeah. Now I'm I pretty sure like Tate's seen like haven't you seen Taxi Driver, Goodfellas? Yeah, I've Wolf seen Wall those. Street, Shutter Island. Yeah.
1: You're a weird,
2: weird little boy. Name's yeah. kind of names coming. We don't and know go. what to do about it. In one ear and out the other. It's just a name. But yeah, <laughs> Scorsese. I and I honestly found this because I didn't know what I was gonna pick. Um, I still have one bullet in my chamber that I'm waiting to use, um, but it didn't feel like the right time. So I Googled just Oscars, um, Oscar nominations from, and I just picked a random year, honestly. I just was like, whatever, 1986. Um, and then I just read through a bunch of those movies. Um, and this is one that stood out. I like I read up on a little of the ones, like the one that won Best Picture, a couple of the ones that were just nominated for a lot. Um, this one... Paul Newman, it stood out because Paul Newman won for best actor, which we'll get into on the other side. But, um, yeah. So Paul Newman, young, young Tom Cruise in this, um, and directed by Scorsese. I was like, I love it. And it's about pool
1: that it is. Um, he directed Scarface too, right? Yes, he did. Um, which we'll get into more, a little connection to Scarface Um, on the other side. I'll read this Uh, real quick. Perfect. I have it. Fast Eddie Felsen teaches a cocky but immensely talented protege the ropes of pool hustling, which which in turn inspires him to make an unlikely comeback. Yep. Gotta love it. All right. We will see you. See you on the other side. On the other side. I couldn't
0: resist. (laughs) Paul Newman, Tom Cruise in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the and
3: Vincent's the best.
0: We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me, I'm your partner. I love this. <laughs> Gift. I made money. The lost money. No, hey, hey, no, come fix him. I got half of me that says I got a hold of the best thing that I ever seen, and half of me that says it just ain't worth it. Right you now, take a walk. Five hundred bucks says you choke right now. You used me. Yes, I did. I'm gonna leave. Ah. This is city Felson. Who the hell are you? Twenty-five years ago, I won my share of medals. It was over for me before it really got started. I'm hungry again. He's see some heavy legend action. I want his best game. You want my game? You couldn't deal with my game, Jack. You're outmanned. I'm gonna beat him, you know. What makes you so sure? Touchstone Pictures presents... You smell what I smell. You smoke? Money. The Color of Money.
3: And here we go.
2: Nope. You got to go again. Yeah. No.
3: All right. Who wants to break? Oh, fuck.
1: Not that bad. was good. That not was bad. good. <laughs> not, not. All bad. right. Good,
2: good, good on you there. Um, Jacob will break.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I, I definitely heard of this movie. I had no idea it was about pool whatsoever. Oh, you have heard um, of it though.
0: But you have heard of
1: him. Yes, I—I I mean, I, I've heard that. Just because I don't know, a lot of the media that I consume—they like to talk about Scorsese. I um, think certainly of like Barstool. Uh, they have an employee, Glenny Balls, who loves everything—Sopranos, um, love Goodfellas. And he, he's a big Scorsese fan. So I think between that, Lights, Camera, Barstool, even the Deuce cast talks a lot about Scorsese. And they're good about talking about some of these older movies as well um, and some of their lists that they do. So, yeah, I've definitely heard of the movie. Um, and I I think I even knew Tom Cruise was in it. Um, I didn't know. I I don't think I realized that it was Paul Newman. It was, it was not my favorite movie of all time, but I didn't hate it. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. Um, I need to maybe come up with some more creative things to say about movies that I'm average on. Um, But, Oh, where I was going with that, sorry, scrambled brain or scrambled eggs for brains today. Um, Ribbit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I had no idea this was going to be about pool. I thought it was going to be like a financial, like stock market type of movie um, when you first sent it out. And I didn't know it was going to be about pool until they like, until Paul Newman took him on a pool trip. And I was like, holy shit. Like even the opening scene when they were playing pool, I thought. Fully sell it. Yeah. I thought he was, Paul Newman was going to be like, okay, you are like, you've got a great mind and a great character. I thought he was going to like teach him how to be like a business mogul. Get financial up in this bitch.
2: Yeah. I, I When I read the, like when I was Googling 1986 movie Oscar nominations, and i saw the color of money i totally was just like "Ooh, finance movie what's it about um but i was when i heard it was about pool i was like hot damn that sounds like a good pick but yeah i think that makes a ton of sense all right sage what are you what are your initial thoughts
3: yeah i thought it was gonna be about poker and then it was hmm, about also pool. fair um i feel like i am in the same boat as jacob as i'm going to say a sageism, which is that it was it was worth watching but I don't know if I would watch it again or at least in the near future. Um my fir- my very very first thought after finishing it was it was weirdly a very weirdly therapeutic movie because of all of the <laughs> scenes of pool. Like the the shots of them playing pool.
1: Like was, damn near ASMR. I I've, I've never really experienced ASMR, but that's what I like this was like visual and sound ASMR.
3: I don't know what ASMR is. If that is.
1: makes sense. Well, like, no, it's like money. It's it's sound. It's (laughs) ribbit. (laughs) Ribbit. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's something like it's it has to do with like the feeling you get. Um, Let's see. Let's just look up the definition. Um, A feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck as experienced by some people in response to a specific gentle stimulus, often a particular sound. So like some ASMR podcasts, do the whispering thing. Oh, and they God. get their mouth real close, oh, God. and then oh, some, God. Be- Stop it. S- some people get ASMR no. from uh, from chewing. I won't oh, chew on God. camera or from swallowing, like drinking.
2: Oh God! Um,
1: yeah, so that's that's ASMR.
2: I have heard that now that you say that. Um, <laughs> oh, when people talk God. about the head scratchy thingy, you know, like the little claw thing. Yeah, that's this is one too. Oh God! Um, that's not what I felt. <laughs>
1: I didn't feel that right now. I'm in the same boat as you guys it felt say. like meditational. The, those, like, those things don't, don't do that to me. But like, to me, ASMR means, which I could just be making this up, but it's more of like, it's it, it, that calming thing where you're like, Oh, this is like a nice sensation that I, that you wouldn't really expect to be a nice sensation. Like watching people play pool.
3: Yeah. And like the best part about all the pool scenes was the sound. Cause it'd be like the rub of the felt like, and then, And then just like little sounds and it sounded almost like if you were listening to the waves in the background, like it was like really therapeutic. And I was like, "I this was also probably one of the more quiet movies we've listened to in a long time. Mm -hmm. So additionally
2: bonus points there for me, quiet place would get like a 99 from Sage.
3: Yeah.
1: I fucking love that movie. That's (laughs) I think I truthfully believe that's one of the best movies ever made. Um, If not close to.
2: Yeah. The problem
3: I, is that I don't like scary movies, and I think that that
2: would
1: scare scary. me pretty good.
2: It's that's so scary. fucking good. Um,
1: that's scary. But anyways, no, I think color there, money.
2: there's something that's very therapeutic and meditational about the sound of pool. Like I don't know why, but like the sound of a break, and especially those breaks that they had, like the thunderbolt break. Like something about that, and and I think it makes me like you just talking about it makes me think about. I mean, maybe it's growing up playing sports. But every sport kind of has like that sound that really just like makes you go like, oh, that is such a good sound. And it's like in golf, it's like hitting a drive or making a like the putt, like the ball going into the.
1: Hole. I was I was just debating whether I want to make this an editing nightmare for me, and I think we're going to golf, the driver. Yeah, basketball
2: is got like the swoosh I love.
1: What rings to me for golf? Um, Football, I'm not sure. Basketball, there is. Ba- bas- basketball it's more so the uh shoes on the, the yeah that's what i was gonna say wow really <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. football is definitely the the big hits
2: yeah the crunch of the pads i really like the crunch yep. of the pads on just like blocking and tackling not even like big mm-hmm. hits but just like yeah. that oh, crunch oh, of the pads oh, oh, right oh. after the hike. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: I was even going to say it's the shaking of the pads, like the quarterback running back in the sh-k-k-k-k-k-k-k-k-k-k. Sh- 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 yeah.
1: sh- um, like, I, I mean, baseball, it's obviously the crack of the bat.
0: I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a... A man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck. For the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with. For anybody that I've offended here tonight, I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am, uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that uh, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg and yeah.
2: oh, the crack of the bat is so good in baseball. Oh, I it thought it was in the midst was good Me up.
3: out to the ball oh my God. game. <laughs>
2: Like, anywho, but all those sports just kind of have those, like, sounds that, like, really just make you, like, go, oh, I love that sound. And pool is one of those where, like, when you hear a good break or you just hear the ball get hit into the pocket, um, I don't know, all those sounds I are, are really like. So I love that part about this movie, um, that it was pretty silent. Like, I was just trying to think about any soundtrack or any music, and I, I'm sure they there even was. talked
1: quietly, like, for the most part
2: except for tom cruise he was kind of yeah, a loud, until obnoxious Vincent, boy well,
1: he's a <laughs> fucking crazy person that was one yeah. of my notes um yeah so let's get into real quick uh well i guess th- this has nothing to do with anything so let me say this real okay. quick tom cruise kisses like a crazy person no surprise that he's kisses like a crazy person because he is a crazy he's kind person. of a crazy he person. led with his tongue in that like one of the first scenes with uh mary elizabeth blah, 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 blah. is that her name um what was her name let's see her name in the movie was carmen Carmen. her name in real life is mary elizabeth mastrantonio it's a long name stick to Master carmen Antonio. does she have
3: three parents is that possible mm, you have three parents well she has
1: a first name mary mm-hmm. and then, Oh, is
3: that middle name maybe
2: or maybe it's two first names mary elizabeth
3: maybe one of her parents had two last names so she gets three. Maybe one last
2: of her names. parents had two first names. What's
3: the, where, where's this third last name coming in Sage? Mm, I just heard four names.
1: Mary. What? I heard Mary, Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth,
2: Elizabeth, something, something. Antonio,
1: master Antonio. Oh, master that's one word. Antonio. Oh, yes. That's a long master last Antonio. name. And it sounds yes. like two words.
2: Um, Anywho, Yes. Very weird kisser. Weird guy. But I he will was, now
1: let you lead the conversation. I'm sorry.
2: He was pretty awesome in this movie. Yeah. No. I, well, my initial thoughts are: I thought that you guys were going to absolutely love it. So I'm kind of curious to hear more about um, why this didn't strike those chords of the really of the maybe up there movies. Because um, after I finished I was like, oh my gosh, I liked it, and I'm going to give it the lowest score. These guys are just going to have a boner for it. Um, we're getting we're getting R rated on this one today.
1: You're getting R. rated Not a rated podcast for
2: kids. Today. What is? Barst- or Barstool always say? Stooley? What does he always
1: say? Oh, um, Stooley. Stool Presidente. Yeah. Dave Portnoy. What's his name? Um, kid's show.
2: Kid's show. is a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Um,
1: this is fucking great pizza. Kid's show.
2: Kid's show. Um. <laughs> anywho. So, But I, I, I thought this, I mean, it sounds like I'm in the same ballpark as you guys. I, I like this movie. It was nothing crazy too special, but it was a solid watch. Don't need to see it again anytime soon, but um, anywho, the first thing I wanted to get into, um, I guess was plot. Cause I think that this, this movie, I think had a really good, um, it was a very, it seemed like a very simple plot. I didn't know that it was, um, again, apparently I'm picking all of these sequels. I did not know that this is a sequel, but I thought that it was a pretty simple plot. I mean, there's basically three characters. Um, and all they do is just like, there's, he's already good at pool. So it's not like teaching him to be good. It's a pretty simple plot of just teaching him how to hustle. Teaching him how to be a pool player. Teaching him how to be a pool player, a money player. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they go to this tournament at the end, face each other. And that's kind of like, I mean, for the most part, all that really happens. There's little things in between, but it's a fairly simple movie plot-wise, which I really like.
1: Yeah, uh, Throws them out on their own is another big plot point. I would just yeah. add to that because that's why he like, faces him. Yeah, the,
2: the roads but split.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep.
2: But yeah, so I mean... Plot-wise, I really liked it. Um, It was simple, easy to watch, Um, and I think it really, because it was so simple, it really lets you dive into the characters a little bit, Um, because I think there is, which is what I want to get into next, but um, anywho, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on the plot?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think what Scorsese does very well as a filmmaker is um, these kind of character studies set in a certain um, element. And that's what he does. I mean, we, we we get to see kind of what makes all three of these characters, mainly just Vincent and Eddie tick. Um, Mm -hmm. Carmen, we definitely get some of, but not as much. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I think part of my issue, I think this kind of goes into plot is two hours felt a little bit long for this movie. Um, I, I think they could have made it a little bit tighter. Um, yeah, right, with the Scorsese movie. I mean, this has probably got to be one of his shortest movies. It's um, actually a good I mean, point. Wolf of Wall Street's like almost three hours. Goodfellas, long as fuck. Um, Scarface is long. But that being said, I, I, I did like where the story went. I did not see Eddie leaving Vincent and Carmen coming uh, whatsoever. And uh, that it, yeah, was very surprising.
2: I think that's one thing that I. Again, like there's sometimes where I wish they would leave things like even the reading the synopsis. I didn't watch a trailer or anything, but even reading the synopsis told me a little too much because it says it in like the synopsis, how they will fight. They will face each other again.
1: I, I didn't even. This is like one of the first movies I've never read the synopsis of that we've picked for this podcast, Um, which I guess was a good thing. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I, I should sometimes start I love, yeah. it was I love a doing good that. Thing.
2: Yeah. Because I, I yeah. think like I saw it coming. I knew it was coming. So when they started to split, I was like, OK, and I knew. Yeah, because I. It said that they were going to face again at this tournament, um, but I, going off of that point though, I didn't see coming him flopping at the end, him dumping. Mm. That. See that I it did. Oh, you did see like mm. when he lost that game, I was like, oh, he actually like got beat. Then when he comes and knocks on his door, and he was just like, oh, he's like, hey, you could, you did great, you sold every bit of that. I sold it too. Here's your here's your cut for that. Uh, we had a bet going against me. I was the like I was the heavy favorite. Blah blah, blah all these things. He's like. So I didn't see that part coming, but everything else. Yeah. wasn't too surprising.
3: Yeah. I, there's something about the, everything leading up to, um, what was Paul Newman's character Characters. Name? Eddie, Eddie, fast Eddie. Eddie. Um, I had a hard time liking all of the plot up to when Eddie like went to like left them and went to go play pool again. I don't you, know. You it d- felt like a really like weird it up until then. Huh? I
2: You didn't like it?
3: Well, I think I liked the small parts, but the bigger part just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. Like they were just pool hopping and you were learning about the characters and there were some fun scenes and some tough scenes, but it didn't really feel like there was a big story. It just kind of felt like we're just watching these hooligans go into a bunch of pool, pool bars. And then like the real plot starts... An hour and a half into the movie, and then the like only plot. Of the- so for me, it's like there was a plot, quote unquote, for the first hour and a half with everything leading up to Eddie breaking off and going back to pool, but it just didn't feel like it. It felt like this was just a bunch of stuff that they were doing together, and then the real story started and that and ended in that last thirty minutes. So going to what Jacob said, I would definitely say two hours was well well past when it should have
1: ended. Yeah. I mean, like just off the top of my head, we didn't need to see them walk into a pool hall that they, that is no longer a pool hall. You know, that was silly. (laughs) Speaking to the ending real quick, that was just the biggest Rocky three vibes I've ever seen at the end of Rocky three, Rocky and Apollo go back into the ring after Apollo has just trained up Rocky to take down Mr. T and um, because they're one, they're one for one against each other and this fight is just for themselves they get in the ring you hear the bell ring and the last shot of the movie is them about to like punch each other and that's where it ends just like this one kind of ends with the pool game yep. it doesn't matter um w- the audience shouldn't know the result of that
2: yep
3: and so I, I
1: i did like the ending
2: i did like that too yeah the ending
3: the ending was very good i think i liked the whole like i think i liked the reason for Eddie wanting to get back into pool, the fact that he got hustled and he's like the big hustler. By fucking Forrest Whitaker. Fozzie. Yeah, apparently he's, good. isn't his eye kind of crooked? How do you be good at pool if your eye's kind of He's crooked?
2: a good hustler.
1: <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, it's it's really weird seeing an old, or a young Forrest Whitaker. I saw him in Platoon, Um I can't remember who the fuck did Platoon, but uh, Charlie Sheen's in it. Um, there's actually that, a fuck of people. That,
2: um, speaking of? Oliver was it was a 1986 winner. And I almost yes, chose Place. One best
1: picture. Yeah. Johnny om- Depp's in it. Yeah. Kind of. Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe. Uh yeah. I almost it's, it's chose that. Movie. It's a good movie.
2: Anywho, um, um continue with Fozzie getting just school in this guy. Me? Yeah, you were talking.
3: <laughs> I thought I finished talking. I was just saying that i the him getting hustled and him wanting to get back in the pool and then all that happening was good and it made sense and it was like yeah this is a good story i think him bringing up i forget tom cruise's character vincent, vincent. him bringing up vincent to be like a not just a really good pool player but a good pool hustler i don't, if it just didn't seem like it was going anywhere
1: like yeah so like here, here's my read on that whole situation of cuz we don't see the him we don't see vincent become the hustler that he becomes that we uh, that we then re-meet um in atlantic city um we miss that part right because we're following eddie the rest of the story and it, it definitely does seem like i don't know if this is necessarily what you're getting at but it kind of seems like a jump in character that we should have maybe got a little bit, so, bit of something but i think the main point we're supposed to take away from that whole scene when Eddie leaves him, he's like, well, look, the kid's not going to listen to me. He's too comfortable with me. He knows that he can just keep doing this. And yeah, he can probably win this big pool tournament, but I'm not going to get anything more out of this than uh, if I win won the pool tournament. And also like the only way for him to get there to this position that I was trying to get him to is for me to leave him. So he's out of his comfort zone. They've only got to, little bit of money to get to Atlantic city. So they have to make more money from that and kind of build their way up by themselves.
2: Yeah. I, I really like, I mean, building off of all of that, I think that I really like the scene where they do break off and like they, I, and it makes sense now that it's a sequel based on the hustler that we do follow fast Eddie more than we do Tom Cruise. Um, Cause it kind of seemed like Tom Cruise was the main character, but really fast Eddie was, but I, I like it because he kind of was like, all right, I've taught you everything that I can teach you. Now the rest is all just in your head and um, what you choose to do with it because um, clearly you have an ego and even when you should take the loss, you don't. Um, And that's on you. like You know everything that you need to do now. So just go out and
1: do it. I think the other big thing is he taught Carmen everything that he could teach, that that he knew really about how to play this game. Um, Obviously not the game of pool, but the game of... Hustling. leaving yourself of yeah uh, yeah hustling
2: which and so yeah, like that so, go ahead
1: so then
3: the first hour and a half was about like a mentorship him teaching them how to be hustlers The next 30 or like next 25 minutes was him getting inspired to get back in the game like the pool game not the hustling game so then it's not a hustle movie for 25 minutes and then he finds out that his pool success is part of a hustle and so then he dukes it out with Vincent and, and we don't know what happens, but that's fine. I don't know. It, there's just it, some weird like jumps, like yes. derailings. It, it, to it the, seems a
1: bit disjointed. Um, yeah.
2: Well, and it seems like they which, put a lot of time into the stuff that didn't maybe what that like dragged on. And then the last 30 minutes felt kind of rushed.
3: Cause like, is it a, hustl- is, a is this movie about hustling? Is this movie about Poole? Is this movie about Eddie? Is this movie about Vincent? Is it about pride? Oh, it's all those things. But yeah, and it's, I don't know. It's a little wibbly wobbly for me. Yeah, I guess like Um, building
2: off of all that, which actually segues really good, I think, into characters is one thing that I really liked about the plot um, was that, like Jacob said, it's a character study. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this was the psychology of people in the art of hustling. like like basically like i think he said at the very beginning when they're at the dinner table he was like i know people he's like i can tell what people are going to do i can tell how they feel like in a certain situation um and so i liked that the first hour and a half was kind of like a people a character study but it's also them him teaching him like psychology giving them lessons like and i think where i like the scene i mean thinking back i liked all the scenes actually where he left him when he was like um purposely losing to the guy that had like the the smoker what do you call i don't know if that has a name for it whatever um when he like purposely lost that one and fast eddie left him and like planned this like to everybody to leave him so he didn't have any money and just to see what he'd do um and then i and see what would happen because i think fast eddie knew exactly what was going to happen um and then going into the other room where he's kind of like like the i just think it's so cool like the art of hustling where he's like don't go for the biggest guy in the room he's like you'll scare away everybody else he's like you got to work your way up and like beat this guy and then you work your way up and beat this guy but you gotta you have to really sell it to each one of them that you are just barely beating that person and I liked seeing Vincent not take that very well because he was very competitive and had a big ego um but then like so all of that stuff I and like all of Carmen's roles um in trying to deal with people and trying to um trick them and trying to yeah get in their head basically um I liked all of that stuff so
3: but yeah I,
1: guess. I um just real quick back to the kind of i um jankiness of this movie um i think now this is something that i'm able to do when i'm not the host this is fun for me i get to actually do some research while we're talking and not gonna lie kind of tune you guys out here and there
3: I'm just kidding <laughs> Just now um, you know
1: what we do <laughs> yes i do um I, and i don't blame you sometimes um but this This could lay at the feet of the editor, Thelma Schoonmaker, which seems a little odd to say because she is nominated for she's been nominated for eight Oscars, uh, won three of them Uh, all the way back to 1971 Woodstock Raging Bull winner Goodfellas nominee Gangs of New York nominee Aviator winner The Departed winner nominee for Hugo and nominee for The Irishman, which the Irishman fuck The Irishman.
2: Yeah, but all those Um, other ones, though.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah. so I, I think part of this could be at laid at her feet a little bit and Scorsese's because usually the director has final cut of the movie and works with the editor to edit said movie. Because um, I, I agree, it's disjointed and there's leaps that happen where you're, you don't quite understand why they happened a certain way.
3: But the, I will agree with Tate. I think my favorite part was the characters and the character mm-hmm. interactions. Yes. Outside and of... I, the non-ASMR therapeutic part of the movie, but the <laughs> characters were great. Um, Vincent Saloon, but in a good way. Um, Eddie, yeah, it's just, they're just, yeah. What, there wasn't a character I disliked.
2: Yep, and I think that that's kind of the way I think, like I, when I think about it, the most character development was pretty much in Vincent. Um, like he was a changed, he was the only one that looked like a changed man in the last scene compared to the first scene, Carmen kind of looked almost the same. She was just a smart savvy, um, kind of like businesswoman type. And, um, fast Eddie was kind of, I mean, a a lot of the same of Carmen. I think him and Carmen were very similar. Um, he was kind of a blend of, of both, uh, Carmen and Vincent, but, and, but he stayed relatively the same throughout the whole movie. The only thing that happened to him that was life changing was Fozzie just (laughs) wrecking him for his money. Um, but Vincent was the one, I think, that was the most interesting to watch um, throughout the whole film because he kind of had the most ups and downs and most yeah. growth, I guess you'd say, and, um, and changed
1: the most.
3: He went from a goody-goody two-shoe working in a toy store to a savage hustler in
1: Atlantic City. Not, uh, not a toy store, a baby store. Yeah. A baby store. And yeah. he's a good salesman. Yeah. Um. I are we into like kind of character stuff now?
2: Yeah. I think and I think it'll okay. mostly be around Vincent, but um.
1: Yeah. Um. I just got to give a shout out to. I love this guy, John Turturro. Turturro. Um. He was the uh, first guy, Julian. Julian. The guy wow. That, yeah, that uh, sounded so familiar. Tom Cruise first. What plays else? It, oh, oh plays. Is
2: he in? He looks so familiar.
1: Julian. He's, he's in, in
3: Big Lebowski, is he? Yes. Oh, and
2: a brother he's the. <laughs> <or art thou. laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, what is he? Yes. In a brother.
1: Um.
3: I
2: don't know what he he's in, no brother. But the big Lebowski, he's fucking great.
1: Yeah. Um, let's try to pull him up, no brother. I think he's one of the main guys, but I could be wrong. No, he's definitely. He's not, not one, not of, the one three, of the three. But,
2: but I'm trying to think about who he would be. Maybe he's like the husband of the wife that. Or he boyfriend? could be in
3: like the weird, uh, like. Yes. Religious. No, he is.
2: He's one of the main three. Yes. Share your screen. Oh my God
3: wow he yeah.
1: is that's I
3: thought crazy so. yeah wow he's so good i
1: thought yeah he's a fantastic character actor and i thought um it was fun to see him in this early-ish role for him um and then i think there was somebody else oh um orvis orvis has yeah, been he looks in familiar a lot of stuff um he was in the west wing he was in um an episode of the sopranos really good in that episode of the sopranos um he's in so oh he was in the muppets um that we reviewed he was a grandpa in that um fuck what else he He
2: looks really familiar
1: a few really big things but um yeah he's also a he's he's a that guy type of guy yep um but yeah anyways uh those are i was just i was like oh i i recognize those two people i I like them a lot um paul new old paul newman sounds like tom Selleck, or the other way around tom Selleck sounds like old paul newman whichever way you want to put it um which i know that will mean nothing to either of you but um i'll I'll put in a little voice comparison
0: reliving old campaigns higgins (laughs) me sure I think it's already been written, Higgins. It's called From Here to Eternity, and I think it just about covers it. Maybe I'm hustling you, maybe I'm not. You don't know, but you should know. See, if you know that, you know when to say yes, you know when to say no. Everybody goes home in a limousine. Mm -hmm. By the way, Higgins, do you know where my car keys are? Of course. Where are they? None of your business. You know why? Because it's too much money, and I'm an unknown. He should be the unknown. I mean, that would be nice. That would be beautiful. You could play around with that. You could control that. You know what I mean? Higgins, why did you take them? You know we have a deal. I get unlimited use of the Ferrari. Actually, you should have said yes. But how are you going to know that? I mean, it's very hard to know that. It's very complex. it's Like, which twin has got the Tony? Maybe they both got the Tony. Maybe Tony's a guy. Maybe Tony's ball, you know? How do you going to know that? It's very complicated. Plus, too much money. This is too crazy. Just common sense.
3: Paul Newman yeah. is pretty clutch. The only other yeah. thing I know I've seen him in was Butch Cassidy. I don't right. know if I've seen him in anything outside of that.
2: Yeah, he was in um, the the really, I mean, we saw a young Paul Newman in the in the one where he's a teacher.
3: No, not Liberty, Liberty oh, wait. Valance. Liberty Valance. Liberty Valance. No, he wasn't in Liberty Valance. He wasn't That's Mr. James Liberty Oh, James That's Stewart. James Stewart. Fuck.
2: Oh, I was off on that one. Kids show. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've I've seen him in now three things. Because he was he was the uh, Doc Hudson in Cars. Like the animated Pixar movie? The animated one? Uh, character and character. He's, he's, he actually said before he died that Cars was his favorite role he's ever done. Which I thought was kind of cute. That's very that's, cute. That's sweet.
2: <laughs> Anywho, characters. Was there anything else that you guys had on kind of some characters? Character development type of roles?
1: Um, the relationship between Carmen and Eddie was very interesting. I was gonna Not say why wow, is you were gonna <laughs> say I was gonna
2: say the relationship between Carmen and um, Vince was also very interesting. Yes. I mean, uh, Carmen was Carmen just was just interesting, interesting. just <laughs> tits out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. I was like, what the hell? up? Basically, well, one and a half. I and I, I like that Paul because I I mean when that first scene happened, I was kind of like, ooh, what's Paul Newman gonna do about this? Um, and I kind of liked the way he handled it, and I liked mm-hmm. that they addressed it so fast. Because I was like,
1: it's like, stop fucking playing games. Yeah, me. he
2: was like, stop. Well, and then she was just like still kind of being flirtatious as she is. And then he was like, all right, let's do it. Come on, let's go. Let's go right now. And then she was like, what? And he was like, don't you. He's like, I was about to say kid show. Um, He's like, don't ever do that with me again. He was just like, don't flirt with me. This is business. Um, so, I, I, yeah, very weird relationship. But I really liked, I really liked them two together. I think it was her and Vince that kind of, I was like, Man, I just don't really see it, but um, I kind of maybe like that about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think my favorite overall thing in this movie was both uh, two things. They kind of go hand in hand. Paul Newman's ability to manipulate the people around him, um, just because, and the second thing being the like kind of human, not just character study of um, the characters in this movie, but the, ability to study he, the human characteristics and know how to do certain things and how to play off of people.
2: And like, and I, I mean, one thing that comes to my mind, even when you talk about that was the one where they, I don't know if this was the two brothers in a stranger or whatever, but when Tom Cruise goes into that pool hall and then they come in later and acting like a couple and yeah, they're that's, really, that's, and they're really just pissing, he's pissing everybody off. Not even like he's pissing Tom Cruise off but he's pissed for different reasons, but he's pissing everybody in the room off about his scoffs and his kind of like laughing and everything. And so, but every, like, that scene actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that scene was one of my favorites too. Um, Cause that, that was a total, like that showed how good he was at um controlling people, basically like, or manipulating uh-huh. people into thinking one thing when really he knew the entire situation. Uh-huh. No thoughts yeah. on left field.
1: Nope. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. I think I think that scene because they play it off so well because you can tell that Tom Cruise is not it is more than playing it just a part. He's upset that he's like actually it, upset. Yeah, so a lot of the way the cameras shot of it, it it focuses on him touching her ass and kind of cuts to Tom Cruise being like, "The fuck are you doing?"
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I and I I liked seeing. And I guess on on the flip side, that's the reason why I think from a character perspective, I really also liked him getting hustled by Fozzie. Because, like, uh-huh. you see, you basically, this entire time, you see Fast Eddie just being a baller. Like, I mean, he he's kind of calling all the shots. He's the wise old guy. He's good at pool still. Um, he's savvy. He's smart. He's the one that's teaching all the ropes. He hasn't made a mistake yet. Um, and finally, you get to see him kind of break. And that's when Fozzie just works him for a ton of money, but, um, so from a character side, I really like seeing the fault in Eddie because for the most part, they didn't really show any faults in him. Um, the whole time, like you could, you kind of see the faults in Carmen. Um, you kind of see a little bit of the faults in Vincent. Um, but you, you kind of have, what's his name? Fast Eddie pinned as this like perfect, perfect hustler, perfect pool player. Um, but anywho, yeah, from a character's perspective, I, like
1: seeing all those and we also got a big time cameo in this movie um from paul herman i think it was a cameo i don't think that i because it i think he was an established actor before this um but he was just a player in the casino bar um but he was in the sopranos as beansy um big silver linings playbook heat american hustle he's been in a lot of stuff, um, and he was born in '46, so that's why I think he's wow. he had an established career before this movie. I'm not sure, so maybe it was just a. It's not a cameo. It's a. This was one of his first gigs, but um, yeah, had to throw that out there because Paul Herman as Beansy was a fantastic character on The Sopranos.
2: Um, so I guess like only other kind of thoughts that I had was that um, I really. Want to go try and hustle some people in pool right now? I'm That's so something bad at I didn't pool. understand. Or who is is that a thing? Oh, you or get like, so you get hustled so quick, Sage. Pool hustling?
1: People, oh yeah. Are people it's, just like dropping it's like, hundreds? If when you say hustling, I would say ninety eight percent of people first think pool. I I played a game of pool uh,
2: like a couple months ago, and it's a hundred bucks a person. It was a yeah, two hundred dollar like, two hundred dollar game.
3: Yeah, like what the hell is that?
2: It was great. It was so much fun. When you play, I mean, I'm not a big better. I mean, if I was in Colorado, I'd be sports betting or if I was in a place where I could, I'd be sports betting. But other than that, like I'm not a huge gambler. Like I don't like going to Vegas. I don't gamble really. Craps is fun. But other than that, um, but I will definitely throw some money down on fun activities like pool or like ping pong or like, I mean, if, but throwing money down on pool is so fun. I mean, it just—you
3: can't even beat me in pool. Where are you doing dropping hundreds? Oh, I'll in go
2: pool? Tom Cruise on your ass.
1: <laughs> I, oh, that—that that is something. All of his little dances and imitations <laughs> oh, yeah. was fucking hilarious, and they were spot on. He was ridiculous. Yeah. He
2: was—that's uh, one. La- okay, maybe maybe that's the last thing we'll just touch on real quickly. Is the acting? Acting was phenomenal in this movie, mm-hmm. and Paul Newman yeah, always really deserved good. it. But Tom Cruise is actually is the one that surprised me most. Like a young Tom yeah. Cruise did really fucking good in this.
1: Oh, dude, Tom Cruise he's- I would I would I I should give him more respect when we talk about these like our like top five lists or whatever that we've only done one of. Um because he's fucking amazing in pretty much everything he does. Mission Impossible yeah, right now I mean- is the greatest action franchise I think to probably ever exist.
3: Yeah, and better he's- than
1: James Bond. It's fucking amazing. And he's clutch because he's like Jackie Chan where he does all the stunts, right? Yeah. He's yeah. I mean he, he's
2: very clutch and he's a very dope he yeah, I mean his whole Scientology thing is weird, but he seems pretty dope, and I have a lot of respect for him for his I think acting. He's kind of a weirdo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I
3: definitely respect I, him as an actor.
1: Yes, I respect him as an actor. I think he is a complete weirdo, and I think he's a bit of a jackass in real life. I mean, I guess I've uh, never seen an interview. He does own an
3: island in New Zealand,
1: which is very clutch.
2: I just like every movie I've ever seen him in. No, like he, he seems he has, like a dope a guy. Yacht. Yeah. a
3: yacht, in New Zealand.
2: That's what he, he is. A, I mean, but yeah, my basically my knowledge of his him movie wise is Mission Impossible. Now I like I this opens it up a little bit, and there is an old one, the wedding. No, not the wedding. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. I have seen that. Top hated Gun. That. Last Samurai. Samurai. Top, Top Gun. Great. Haven't seen Top Gun. Haven't seen Last Samurai. No. Oh, what's uh, the one? the yeah. hated. I hated, fighters, I hated Jerry Maguire, there.
1: but. What's I have not really seen Risky one? Business. Haven't uh, seen that. Cocktail, Rain nope. Man, Born on the Fourth nope. of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men. Nope. Um, interview with the, with the Vampire was, I think, a pretty big movie. Eyes Wide Shut. Um, that's directed by your guys' favorite person, Stanley Kubrick.
0: Yeah. Ooh, love it. What's the
3: um, What's the most recent one with Emily Blunt?
1: Oh, Live, Die, Repeat. No.
0: It, it, it's was that, in, like, but it's, also, it's also got...
2: Like, no, not that. Like, it, it's Oblivion?
1: Different. No, um, he was in that. Yeah, he was in that. Um, I'm finding, but that's it. not the movie. Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow.
3: It, that was so, a really good so movie. That
1: movie had two titles. It both Edge of Tomorrow. I, I and do remember that. Dire Pete. Um yeah.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, dude, his filmography—you <laughs> yeah, can put up
1: with just I, about anybody.
2: I've, I, yeah. yeah, and he's—I mean, he's fucking great. I mean, but yeah, for the most part, all I've ever seen are the Mission Impossible, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah. Dude, He's so he, fucking good in chopping. He kids. needs That's to take. Sideways. He needs
1: to be more. He needs to be the villain more often.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He would be a really good. Like I mean, he just and I. I even kind of hated him at the end of this movie. Like mm-hmm. in the last few scenes, I was like, "Fuck this!" He's kid.
3: really good at doing that kind of transition from "I'm your friend" to "I'm your enemy." Like he has that weird like, "Yeah, I'm your friend," and it's but it's just like he holds this like friendly face, but he can. Bring this villainous emotion behind it, and it's pretty good. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you. It's weird to say that you, especially seeing Tropic Thunder, but he's like kind of calm, and then he goes just ballistic. Mm-hmm. Like he's he is an honorable mention, probably yeah, as far his, as acting goes. I mean,
2: seeing this is like
3: an old. He commits pose. when he he's commits. Good. He commits.
1: Um, oh, the, the thing I teased at the start of the show, Mary Elizabeth. Master Master Antonio was also in Scarface. She's the broad that gets shot up and her boobs are all hanging out.
2: She likes to and show one her the boobs. last
1: scenes um in the movie, but um
2: but yeah, I mean, across the board, acting wise, this movie was great. I mean I yep. I don't think there was a yeah. single complaint about anybody. I, I think, think the only was one that acting was acting the whole movie. The only one the that one. was like whatever was the guy who got worked the second time by Tom Cruise.
3: Yeah, the like hotshot pool player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the I would have guessed that player. he's an actual
1: pool player, though. Oh, wow. That would actually be cool. I could see that. Um, Going the only the- other note I have down that we haven't covered is Vincent, like, until we meet back up with him, was a fucking idiot. Like, not a smart person. No. Yeah. Very dumb. No. It was weird. Like, it to see weird. somebody that smart or that dumb yep. in a movie. Like, what? just not an intelligent human being.
2: And well and then to see him yeah the next time we do see him he's like the he's like a savant in hustling like he was like what are you saying 1500 that guy had 2000 written all over his face we could have like what are you doing we could have gotten him for more um yeah i mean that flipped quick i think seeing more of his development maybe would have been cooler but also yeah it was already 2 hours and 5 minutes i was going to say that i mean this is another shout out to tom cruise scorsese states Tom Cruise performed most of his own pool shots, which is pretty sick. Um, and I thought, like, I mean, watching the movie, you see that he's shooting it, like, for the most part. Can you guys guess? There was one shot that he did not shoot, and they had a pro shoot for him um, because it would have taken him too long to learn it. Can you, jump, I'm gonna can you guess, guess
1: what i guess the one where he jumps the ball in front of him when he's playing Paul Newman. There's, like, the balls right in like, front of each yep, other, yep. Yeah, and I he has to, like, I would age? guess that one. I have no idea.
2: You're right. It was that one. It was the jump Not shot. I'm good. He said that um, he, as he scores, he Scorsese said, um, I believe Tom Cruise could learn the shot, but that would take too long. So it was performed for him by professional player, Mike Sig- Siegel.
1: Um, the,
2: and to, sorry, cinematography of pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was talking about the, the techniques that Thelma shoemaker shoemaker was using. Um,
1: um, yeah. It, the, the, actual shots of pool it was like scorsese was shooting his classic bloody gangster movies but on a pool table yeah. if that makes any sense where like it was it was very masterfully done just like the cameras perfectly following back on the balls and even like the fast oh. cuts and
2: whatnot wow seeing all the english that they can all like the things that you can do in pool they did it so well yeah and, and so here's a little shout out to that it also said that Tom Cruise to prepare for the role, bought a pool table for his apartment um, and practice on hours for hours on end. So like that's kind of thing where mad respect for Tom Cruise. Um, but the guy who stood in as for him actor. as an actor. <laughs> um, yeah, I do agree. He, he's kind of crazy. Um, Siegel was a technical director. The guy who stood in for him on that jump shot. He was a technical director and he and fellow player Iwa Mataya Lawrence. Wow, that's crazy. Um, she looks like a babe, though. Served as technical consultants and shots um, performed on the film, so they kind of played a role in helping. It looks like to on how to shoot certain shots, for, like to show um, the skill in the pool play. That's cool. Also, another mm-hmm. little fun fun fact is apparently this movie is based off a novel with the same. Besides title.
1: it
3: being a sequel.
2: Yeah, I guess they're I guess the book. Um, is also a sequel to the first book because this it was based Mm -hmm. off of a book that has the same name, so I'm assuming that it was... By Walter Tevis. Yeah, that was two books.
1: I I think he also was the person that wrote the book that Queen's Gambit was based off of. Damn, that's kind of crazy.
2: Anywho, yeah.
1: If you can (laughs) hear that in the background, that is Sage's new Cuckoo Clock, which is just brilliant to have in his makeshift... uh, podcasting studio.
3: Hey
2: guys, it's 11 o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: God, it's done. I hate that. Yeah. This movie at the end of the day just really makes me want to go play pool.
1: It makes me want to avoid a pool table for the rest of my life because I'm so bad at pool. I remember there was one, one time, time in Laramie. Yeah, go ahead. Where one of me and my buddies, Ryan Boner were kids show. at the Buckhorn for <laughs> a long time. Like it took us like an hour to play one game. It was not Oof. good.
2: He yeah, was not good. I, I, uh, I waxed Sage and pool quite a bit.
1: No, he did
2: not. When he was down here in Texas.
3: My grandma and I beat him.
2: She's good. Handily. No, but um, it's just I, I love going to bars and throwing down some quarters and playing pool. It's such a fun activity. And I feel like it's just one of those things. I mean, it's like pickup basketball. Um, I don't know. That can get a little heated. But for the most part, pickup pool is always kind of like a gentleman's thing. I feel like it's very – people are never like – hard asses are never like crazy angry or ma- like mean about anything. It's just a really nice um, way to meet people and play some pool and hang out. So I fucking love going to bars and just throwing quarters down and playing.
3: I just hate bars with pool tables when there's too many people that drives me crazy. Cause then you have people like fighting over who's next. And I'm like, I want to be in a bar with one or two people sitting at the bar and me and other people just like three other people playing pool and that's it that's all the people in the bar i want with a pool table
2: yeah i get that but then again you're not a hustler baby i'm a hustler, baby even though i could hustle you any day of the week oh my gosh i was at a pool hall one time and there's this guy who was i think he was acting drunk he was totally being a hustler but he was um it was when we were in high school and um he brought his own cue and like they said in the movie, they're like, that's the biggest red flag. Anybody you see bringing their own cue, it's just like, Oh fuck, don't mess with them. Um, and he was trying to get this one guy to play him. I was, I remember watching this. He was trying to get this one guy to play him and he said, I'll play you one handed. And the guy was like, no, I'm not going to play you. He's like, I'll play one handed with my left hand only. And the guy was just like, all right, let's play. And the guy wasn't like that great. So that's why he took this deal for being the guy left handed one hand only. And, this guy just destroyed him. It was insane to watch, but that's like my only experience of ever watching some guy who like actually knows their shit. Um, And I think he, like, I think it's all an act. Like, I mean, I think he was acting drunk. I don't think he actually was. He was kind of stumbling around. Like he looked like he would have been, but they played for 20 or 30 bucks and he wrecked him. But it just doesn't
3: seem like that much money to hustle for. They were saying, they're like, Oh my God, we're
2: rich. We made like 2000 bucks. I was like, I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, if, like, they're talking about it with Paul Newman, he's like, if you go after this guy, he's the one that throws down four to five grand each night if he, like, or whenever he does come in. Um, so, like, I mean, going and getting a few grand in one night is a pretty fucking good payday.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I think they were saying that they made like two grand in the whole kind well, of field he, trip.
2: He gave them two grand after he, no, lost that the was shit before
3: money. That was before the, that, when they split they, up? It was like, when Paul Newman, when Eddie like went to go kind of celebrate to himself, they kind of made. I think they made like four grand or something. And
1: I think, oh, but, for the yeah. premise of this movie, we're supposed to take it as they were making a fair amount of money. Pretty I don't money. think the value actually matters.
2: You always got to take into account inflation, baby. That's like ten grand these days. Just kidding. Bye. Probably
3: more than that. Um, probably, eight? probably, probably ten grand
2: this year. There's an inflation calculator. <laughs> One sec. Um, one thousand dollars in one thousand nine hundred and eighty-six. What would we guess that that equals today? Fifteen. One thousand five hundred. No, 15K. fifteen k. Fifteen thousand. You think one thousand? Not even forty years later.
1: I don't know. What a dumb guess. I'm just gonna.
2: I'm gonna say before I look. I'm gonna say. I'm 5000 thousand. I'm gonna say eight thousand.
1: One thousand
2: in one thousand nine hundred and eighty-six is equivalent to two thousand five hundred dollars today. Oof.
1: Double,
2: yeah, just over double. So yeah, it's not that much. Yeah.
1: Again, the point of the movie is that they're making a lot of money.
2: Yeah. All right. Of course. All right, and from the aggregators, IMDb gives it a seven out of ten, Metacritic with a seventy-seven out of a hundred, and Rotten Tomatoes with an eighty-nine percent. Who would like to go first?
1: I can go first. <laughs>
3: what the? F- Raise <laughs> your hand, you
1: ding dong. Um. I'm giving this movie an 81. Um, it, I think this is a good movie. Um, Sage said it, so I'm going to steal it from because I went before him. I probably wouldn't watch this movie again necessarily, but it's a movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, script could have been tighter. Um, editing could have done, been done a little bit different, but overall fantastic acting performances and beautiful shots of pool, which I never really thought I would say in a, for a movie or in general. Yeah. So I'm going to
3: give it a 78, but that shouldn't do it justice because it was well worth watching just because it was so therapeutic. Like it was a very, when it was about pool, when it was about playing pool, it was very calming and I enjoyed every minute of it. And then when it was in the story, it was enjoyable enough. It was too long though. And the plot was confusing. For
2: me, I'm right in the same ballpark. And this might be one of those movies where we have a very, very tight spread. I don't think this has happened that frequently, but I'm giving it an 80. Um, so I, and I think for all the same reasons, it was great, great watch, but nothing too special. Great acting. Um, I really like seeing a young Tom Cruise, but um, yeah, those are kind of the highlights out of it. And I enjoyed watching the pool shots and listening to those sounds. But other than that, and I'd recommend it to anybody. It's a good movie, but yeah. I
3: would recommend it. That is, that is something I would say about this movie. Yeah, I it's, think it's, it's a, an easy It's recommend. a good watch,
2: yeah. Um, and it, I think it makes me want to watch The Hustler, because so, now I'm just kind of curious, kind of like we talked about before mm-hmm. the Before Sun whatever movie series. Um, <laughs> the bad series. Yeah. What God, fuck that series.
1: Sunrise, Sunset, Midnight. Yeah. Probably not in that order, but um, before we move on, I would like to plug something else really quickly. This is a more important plug. I don't care if you listen to me on radio. That's only if you like old country music because we play good old country music, Um, not like early 2000s stuff like some places claim to play. The real thing I would like to plug is the Deuce Cast Extra. It is on the Deuce Cast Movie Show's YouTube page. Every single Tuesday at 8 o'clock, we're live. Um, The first half is all about whatever Marvel or Star Wars show news, sometimes movies are out that week. Uh, Michael Knipp, Dr. Earl and Garrison Rifen, occasionally a few other people are on it for uh, that as well. And then about half an hour, 45 minutes into that, so around 8.45, 8.30 or so, I pop on and we break down the absolute banger of a series from Taylor Sheridan and Kevin Costner, Costner, Yellowstone. Um, If you watch the show, We have a lot of fun on there. I'm usually dressed up in my Western gear. Sometimes I'll be wearing a cowboy hat, a Yellowstone hat. We have a lot of fun. Um, So definitely go check that out. Just go to YouTube, search Deuce Cast Movie Show. Subscribe over there, um, and you'll turn on your notifications so you get your notifications when we go live. It's it's a blast.
2: All right. And that will be an 80 rounded up from the boys on The Color of Money. And all right, folks, that's going to do it for today. If you have any thoughts or... Oh oh my God. I thought you said the C word kids show that scared me. Yes. Contest.
1: You want me to do it? Yes. (laughs) Also, before we go, we have a contest going on. Um, we're going to just keep reminding you about it every single week. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or tell a friend about it and provide proof, take screenshots, um, and send it to either our Instagram at gd4gd.movies, DM us there. Our Twitter, gd4gd underscore movies, either tweet at us or DM us. Or you can email us at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. And then when we end this contest, who knows when, we will randomly pick one of you to be the winner. If you are the winner, you get GD4GD merch, probably a podcast hoodie, unless you specify otherwise. You get a 4K slash Blu-ray of your movie a movie of your choosing um within reason please please i I work in radio i don't make that much money um and three you either get to come on the podcast and pick the movie we review and review it with us or you get to pick the movie review we review and we review it without you if you don't want to come on the podcast so yeah that's those are the things that you get um if you don't participate in this contest and you don't leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you use that has reviews available, what What will happen?
2: Oh, is this me? Is this where I jump in? Whoever. Is where you jump in? Oh, well, I was going to say, if you ever mention that I'm your favorite in the re- your review, I'll give you my next pick. But you have to mention that I'm your favorite. He's wow. desperate.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's desperation at its finest. Yeah, yep.
2: Gotta love a little
1: brown nosing. Um, yeah, that's tough luck for Tate. All right, folks, we'll catch you next week at the movies. There's like a 10 minute song that she released she already she had released this song before but she released a 10 minute version on this last album and it's supposedly all about her dating jake gyllenhaal which only lasted for like three months um but she felt but,
2: madly in love in those
1: two yeah i mean i can't blame her jake gyllenhaal is a fucking awesome actor
3: i'm kind of in love with him
1: um and so his response to her response was lol i lost a bed and had to put put it to see what reactions i would get and she goes it essentially looks like you're calling a woman who you deaf don't know crazy i take it out if you're actually looking for something on here because that's a huge red flag and i stay away from guys like you unlike Nate, you 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 dodged a bullet here as well um as well as jake mm-hmm. because she's a crazy person Mm-hmm. That's definitely
3: Sage. Is that that in your house or in your
2: computer?
1: Do you have a cuckoo clock? I do. Oh (laughs) my (laughs) god, that's what that was! Jesus
2: Christ, that was actually creepy. I knew exactly what it was. That was very scary to me for a second.
1: (laughs) At first, I thought it was water dripping.
2: (laughs) It's that? No, like I honestly might have nightmares about that. That was fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was. I wasn't sure whose computer that was coming out of, and that. Which... <laughs> oh, that was worth it. What
3: the
1: fucked
2: felt noise.
1: Alright, are I... we ready to just kick it off? Oh,
3: I need whiskey. Well, I'm... Oh my god. <laughs>
2: that was fucking. I'm still like rattled. Are
1: crazy. you eating spaghetti with your hands? <laughs>
2: I was two some bread.
1: Okay, I thought you were just picking it up and going. <laughs> <laughs>